0: Welcome to episode 39 of the Unconventional Polyglot. In this episode, I will be reviewing the Busuu app. Thanks for listening. This is the Unconventional Polyglot, a podcast that explores languages and language learning from someone who has followed, and also broken, many of the conventional rules for how to learn languages. I'm your host, Will. And language learning is my passion. All right, so this will be my first official podcast episode in which I review a popular language learning app. Um, I did have an episode of the unconventional polyglot recently where I did rank the various Duolingo courses that I have tried. But that wasn't really an official review of Duolingo as a an app in general. I probably will do that in a future episode. But for this episode, I want to focus on Busuu, which is a pretty popular language learning app, in some respects a competitor of Duolingo. And it is an app that I have used pretty extensively. I don't use it a lot anymore, but I do use it Still for a few languages. So structurally speaking, Busu offers courses for English, Portuguese, Italian, French, Spanish, Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, Russian, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, German, Polish, Turkish, and Korean. So 14 different languages total. Definitely far less than Duolingo offers, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And it's been a while since Busu introduced a new language to their app. If I'm not mistaken, the newest languages they began offering were, I believe, Dutch and Korean. Uh, All their other languages they've had for several years, at least. So 14 languages, and I personally have used the Busu course for 10 of these languages. So Portuguese, Italian, French, Spanish, Chinese, Russian, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and German. And I've officially completed the courses for Spanish, French, Italian, Portuguese, and I think that's it. Um, And I've gotten reasonably far in most of the other languages. So, so I do have a lot of experience with this app and essentially the way it's structured is for each language, uh, they typically have it broken down into a CEFR rating. They have it broken down into sections based on CEFR rating. So A1, A2, B1, B2, uh, and even up to C1, uh, at least for Spanish. So it goes all the way from absolute beginner to upper intermediate or even advanced in the case of Spanish. So if you like your language learning structured according to uh, the CEFR scale, then that's definitely an advantage for BUSU. And uh, I have noticed that Duolingo has actually started to tr- try to move in this direction. But I, I have a feeling there's still a long way from fully implementing that. So you get lessons going all the way from beginner through intermediate, uh, maybe even advanced. And the lessons are typically themed either based on grammar or based on subject uh, or like, like for example, food or the workplace or school or traveling sports. The way a typical lesson on busu works is you will have several screens of explanation mixed in along with various exercises. And the exercises typically involve either just selecting a word or clicking on several words to form a sentence, or in some cases, typing out words or typing out sentences. Pretty standard stuff. And for courses that use a non-Latin alphabet, so particularly the Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Russian, Arabic, for these courses, they do have a lot of lessons at the beginning dealing with the the writing system of the language, which is a nice feature. So for example for Arabic, they have the Arabic alphabet broken down into several categories of letters like friendly letters and unfriendly letters and hook letters and, and things like that. Uh, and then for Chinese, um, they break it down into lessons involving usually just a few, Chinese characters at one time, just so you don't overwhelm. And they'll typically uh, introduce uh, the radicals involved, which are essentially the one of the key components of Chinese characters, and a very important component to know if you want to know how to read and write in Chinese. Another nice feature of Busu, which is unlike anything that you will find on Duolingo or a lot of other apps is what are called the conversation exercises, where you are essentially given a a writing prompt. And for the beginner level lessons, the writing prompts are typically very short, just maybe a sentence or two. And then for the more intermediate to advanced lessons, They get more to like writing paragraphs about particular topics. And once you finish the writing prompt and submit it, then it will essentially be available to native speakers of your target language. And depending on the language, you're likely to get anywhere from one to, in some cases, maybe like 15 or 20 responses. From native speakers uh, giving you corrections. And usually these corrections are helpful. Occasionally they might be a bit overly critical (laughs) or even negative. But uh, from my experience, that's pretty rare. Most people who uh, correct exercises are pretty nice about it. As I said, it depends on the language. Uh, From my experience, Russian and Chinese, you'll get a lot of people are willing to correct your your conversation exercises for Italian or French or Dutch, for example, maybe not as many, <laughs> maybe very few, but typically at least one. It's not a guarantee, but but it is a nice feature and it is a nice way to, to motivate language learners to actually write. Because as I... Talked about in the last episode of this podcast, <laughs> writing is a very important yet often overlooked part of language learning. But in terms of being able to gather your thoughts and actually put them down and then find out where your mistakes are, like that's, that's a really, really helpful way to strengthen your language learning and to grow in, in your target language. So that's definitely a big plus for Busu. So typically the conversation exercises are marked as such. It used used to not be the case. Sometimes you would be surprised. You would go through a lesson and then at the very end, it would give you a a conversation prompt, which I found kind of annoying because sometimes I (laughs) was in a rush and I really didn't have time to write down anything. And I just ended up canceling the lesson and <laughs> exiting. That was frustrating. I think they've done away with that. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But as I said, typically the conversation exercises are separated from the other lessons, but maybe not entirely. The lessons themselves are good. And a- another really nice thing about Busu is they have been updating and expanding their courses pretty significantly I know that for French and for Italian and for Chinese and Russian and Arabic and Spanish the the courses those courses in particular I notice have been updated pretty frequently over the last couple of years so they've they've really filled out if you went to Busu maybe like three or four years ago uh, several of their courses pretty short and really too short to to be that helpful but they're they're improving i would say at this point uh from my experience the languages that are the most filled out and the most complete as far as language learning courses go uh would definitely be spanish number 1 followed by french uh and after that uh, it's hard to say and and that's not very surprising because spanish and french are probably the two most commonly studied languages, at least in the US and probably the UK as well. The Portuguese course is one that I don't think has been updated for a long time, which is a bit frustrating. I mean, I I finished that course a long time ago, at least a couple of years ago. But I do check, yeah, maybe like once every few months, just to see if they've added anything. And the last time I checked, uh, they hadn't added anything on the Portuguese course, but they had added a lot of things for Chinese and for Italian and Russian and Arabic. So they're definitely working on their languages and hopefully they will continue to add languages. As far as cost goes, Busu is. Comparable to Super Duolingo in terms of price, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the, the cost for a yearly subscription, which allows you to do an unlimited number of languages on Busu is something like $70 a year might be a little more, might be a little less, but it's something like that. And as I said, it's comparable to the price of Super Duolingo. So it comes out to something like seven or $8 a month, uh, which is not a lot. There are other apps that cost significantly more, a few apps that cost less. Overall, not an exorbitantly high price as far as language learning apps go. I believe you can study one language on Busu for free, but uh, if you want to study multiple languages on Busu, get access to all of their language courses, which is what I typically prefer, then it will cost you. So to sum up, the main positives for Busu are number one, the courses are pretty well structured going from beginner through intermediate. I, I do like the, the CEFR type structure because if you're a language learner that has experience with European languages, then you're probably already familiar with the CEFR scale. So it's, it's a good way to reference things. And I do like the conversation exercises on Busu. That is a pretty unique feature of Busu. And I like the fact that the, the lessons themselves are typically not too long. Some of them have multiple parts to them where each part might contain something like 10 to 15 exercises. Typically you can get through a whole lesson in, you know, anywhere from five to 10 minutes. It's not a real big use of your time. It's not a real big uh, commitment of your time. And then the last positive. Is again the, the updating of the courses. I like to see courses that are being updated and improved and not just left stagnant for long periods of time. So Busu is definitely making a lot of progress with their courses and hopefully they'll continue with that. The only negative that I would point out about Busu is that not all of the languages are given the same attention. As I mentioned, Portuguese uh, is a language that is covered reasonably well by the the Busu course, and it it is Brazilian Portuguese, as is the, the case for most language learning apps. It covers most of the grammar and a pretty good amount of vocabulary, but it has far fewer lessons overall. Than Spanish or French or German or Italian. And so I would like to see it expanded. Chinese, the Mandarin Chinese course at the A1 level has really been improved significantly over the last year or so. But the higher levels to this point, I don't think have seen a lot of improvement. So there's a way to go. But overall, I would say Busu is a solid competitor to duolingo it's a little bit different but there is a lot there are a lot of similarities it's not as cartoony as duolingo you don't get the the stories uh, you, you don't get the cute characters <laughs> and there are speaking exercises uh, but it's typically just saying a, a word or a very short sentence just to check your pronunciation. So that's an, a similarity to Duolingo. And uh, I don't think there's a single language that Busu offers that Duolingo doesn't offer. So if if money is a concern, I don't think it would be worthwhile to really be spending money on Duolingo and Busu. But if you just really like using language learning apps, which I I myself do, at least uh, at the beginner level. And then I, I typically decrease my usage of apps uh, over time as I'm learning a language. But you know, if you really like using apps, then you may very well want Vusu and Duolingo and maybe even other apps at the same time. Like, so, again, it kind of depends on how much you're using them and how valuable the apps are to you and how valuable your money is that you're using to uh, pay for these apps. So, so overall on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the perfect language learning app that helps you as much as humanly possible to learn a language and 1 being a useless piece of junk that you'll probably just delete from your phone, I would give Busuu about an 8. And with that, I will close out this episode. Please stick around for more episodes of the Unconventional Polyglot. And as always, feel free to contact me at unconventionalpolyglot at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And as always, I wish you the very best in your continued language learning journey. And with that, I will say goodbye.